All right, taking your calls, 215-592-9494. We'll get you up here and in the queue while we talk to our next guest. That is Tim Kelly, at Tim Kelly Sports on Twitter. Editorial Director of Phillies Nation, staff for Odyssey Sports. And I, I, I'm looking forward to get Tim's thoughts. Maybe he can provide some insight and calm me down and maybe a lot of you out there down on this Philadelphia Phillies team. 11-2, to clobbering. Eflin gets shelled for four home runs. Bryce, not much to it. Uh, a lineup that a lot of people would say, what is this? If you, looked, if you looked at this lineup to start the year. So let's get Tim Kelly up on the line and get his thoughts. Tim, how are you doing tonight, man? I'm doing well. It's good to talk to you, man. Congrats on uh, joining the Odyssey family. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, uh, I'm excited to be here. So, Tim, let's just get right into it. I mean, your, your initial recap and reaction to the game today. It's not great. I mean, I, I don't know a, a way to sugarcoat it. The Phillies have had a problem the last three seasons, I would say, at building any sort of momentum. Outside of that 9 out of 10 streak last year, this team has had very few five- or six-game winning streaks. And, you know, you felt like yesterday could potentially be a game that propels you into one of those, and instead you come out today and you lay an egg. And you're in a situation where you desperately need to win these games that Wheeler, Eflin, and Nola start, and you're not doing that. And in some cases it's been because of bad fielding or poor run support. But this weekend it it was because Aaron Nola and Zach Eflin, I mean, they won Aaron Nola's game, but neither of them pitched well at all yeah I mean how, how concerning is this Aaron Nola situation you mentioned the Phillies get the win but and nine times out of ten that's that's not the case the bats come alive to say the least 13 to 6 uh, but Aaron Nola now like this is this is not like a flash in the pan clearly as we're uh, in the middle of June late June June 20th here tonight what's your concern with Nola it's not especially high because I think typically in the summer he figures things out and has one or two great months. But, yeah, I mean, to this point he has been more like a number three starter than a number one or a number two. And to be a playoff team, they're going to need him to go on a run. I think he will figure things out, but certainly they, they need more out of him than they've gotten so far this season. Yeah, to, to say the least. And, you know, people point to a lot of different things, fans whether it's the bats, they were quiet for a while, the defense and the mistakes that are made out in the field, the starting pitching that that we've already alluded to, the bullpen. Uh, So let's talk about the bullpen for a second and just give us your your thoughts there, Hector Neris closing uh, and everything in between. Well, it's much better than it was last season, and I think it's encouraging that you have some of these younger arms like Bailey Falter and Ranger Suarez coming up and giving you meaningful innings, so that's good. Archie Bradley kind of had some injuries early on, but he seems to be getting back to normal. Hector Neris, maybe you would like to have a better closer, but Hector Neris is a valuable piece in a bullpen. Whether it should be his closer or not, that's uh, up to you. But, I mean, it's much better than it is last year, but it's still probably a below-average unit. Uh, Jose Alvarado, if he can figure out his control the way he did in Los Angeles last week, and this is not hyperbole, he's a Hall of Fame caliber pitcher with the arsenal that he has. The problem is you don't know what you're getting, not only from outing to outing with him, but just from pitch to pitch. Talking with Tim Kelly, editorial director for Phillies Nation. Follow him on Twitter at Tim Kelly 
Sports uh, trade deadline, July 30th. When will we know if this team is going to be buyers or sellers? That's a good question because usually around this time of the year across the sport, there's more trade buzz. And some of that's because maybe there isn't. Uh, if Max Scherzer or Trevor Story doesn't get moved, there's a, a pretty steep decline after those two in terms of trade candidates. But the Phillies have not done anything so far to make you believe that they are a team worth pushing the chips to the center of the table. Now, I don't think that if you don't do that, that that means you can't make a modest addition or two or that you have to sell. But, uh, I mean, right now, why should the Phillies do anything more than just kind of hold serve and try to fix things with this regime's first full offseason together? Um, They don't have a ton to give up, and frankly, they don't seem like they're a piece or two away, so you want to keep what capital you have. What capital do they have? I mentioned the the payroll to start the final out here. And this team, they have no prospects. They have no minor league system. Uh, It's really just empty. It's like a desert with uh, nothing around it here. So what does the future look like? It seems bleak. It doesn't seem great because this is the third year of this this team. And uh, I I think, if you said a few years ago that by year three of Bryce Harper and JT Real Muto and this whole core that's together, you're still kind of a 500, maybe a little bit above, maybe a little bit below, you'd kind of just feel like you're at a crossroads because what is this era if you're not winning now? Your team, maybe save for Alec Bohm and a couple other guys, is built to win today. So if you're not winning today, it's probably not going to get better as these guys age. And as you mentioned, the, the Phillies have had problems in the last 15 years, really. Since since Cole Hamels came up, the Phillies have had problems consistently developing talent. Uh, there's a few nice pieces. Bryson Stott looks like he's going to be good. Uh, Nick Abel, I think, is going to be really good, but he's 19 years old. So uh, you, need to con- you need to start churning out consistent talent from your minor league system and the bad news is that that is not a one-off season process. That's years and years worth of time, and you, you feel like the Phillies don't necessarily have that, especially given that uh, they're looking at maybe 10 straight years of not going to the playoffs. All right, two more uh, quick questions for you, Tim. I appreciate you joining me. But Bryce Harper, uh, your assessment of him, both both this year and just really – with this uh, Philadelphia Phillies team in the short quote-unquote era uh, that he's been in town? Well, I think year one he was very good, maybe not excellent, but very good. He had a great year in the field that year, too. Last year he was scorching hot to start the year and then played about half the season with a back injury. You thought, though, at the end of last season that that back injury was going to be solved and not really a problem moving forward. And increasingly I I got – uh, a lot of people were not happy with me when I wrote an article a few weeks ago kind of saying, hey, like this is a few little injuries kind of starting to build up for Harper early in a 13-year contract should the Phillies be worried. And then he went out in that Los Angeles game and tweaked the back again. This is someone that's been playing in the league since he's 19 and has about as much violence in his swing as anyone we've ever seen. So it's concerning. I think Bryce Harper, the first two years of this deal, played very well, but you also felt like his best season with the Phillies hasn't yet come. His best stretch of seasons with the Phillies maybe hasn't yet come, and I think it's fair to wonder kind of what these next few years hold because 
there's not too many people that thought the last five years of a 13-year deal were going to be great. So you were supposed to be all in in that first six, seven years of this deal, and now you're wondering whether that strategy made sense. Joe Girardi, and same question, but for, for Joe here. And like I said earlier, and I'll say it again, this team just isn't good enough uh, and they're not there for me to start screaming and yelling about Joe Girardi. Uh, but I think there's areas that we can point to that he's fallen short. I think it's really tough to assess him and the job that he's done so far. Uh, but what's your thoughts? Yeah, there probably are areas where he fell short. There were areas where Gabe Kapler fell short as well. Um, I tend to think, I, I don't really think many managers win you five or six games a year or lose you like most people say. There's certainly been questionable decisions more this year, I think, than last year when it, it really was just a matter of the bullpen was such a disaster. His hands were kind of tied. But it goes back to Gabe Kapler and a bunch of different people that have been managers here recently. The problem when you have six or seven different managers in 10 or 11 years is not the manager. Now, you can d- debate whether the manager is the right fit or not, But the bigger problem is the talent on the team and the people making decisions above that are not giving adequate talent consistently to the the manager to work with on the field. And that's been three different front office regimes right now, and you really don't feel like you've entirely dug out of that hole. You're not consistently turning out talent from your own system, and that leaves you to try and buy, whether it's via trade or free agency with other teams. So, I, I mean, really, you're at the point now who knows what happens with Joe Girardi if things don't go well next year or whatever the case may be. But it's so clear that the biggest problem in the organization is uh, the fact that you're not developing your own talent. And that's not going away whether you change managers or anything like that. You need to not be reliant on buying your team. I mean, you, you can trade for Roy Halladay and Cliff Lee and Hunter Pence and whoever, but that was on top of, six or seven core guys you developed on your own this era you basically say for reese hoskins and aaron nola you've tried to build the entire team from external additions and it, it kind of leaves you with a feeling like your your team is a bit of a, a mercenary team phillies 34 and 35 in the nl east four games back of the new york mets so as you're departing here tim are, is this team a playoff team yes or no no, I don't think so. I think this is honestly probably about a 79-win team. Oh, that uh, The the under hits there, too, for most season win totals set. At- yeah, and I didn't think that coming into the season. I, I didn't think they'd be a playoff team, but I thought they'd be 85-86. What we've seen so far looks a lot more like a 79-80 win team. Yeah, I would say at best. All right, Tim, I appreciate it, brother. Follow him on Twitter, at Tim Kelly Sports, editorial director of Phillies Nation and uh, a part of the Odyssey family. Happy to be a part of it. Tim, enjoy the rest of your night. Awesome. Thanks, man. Go Sixers. Yeah, man. Thank you.